Welcome to the Refreshed Moms podcast. My name is Deanna Mason, and as always, I'm so happy to have you here. So this conversation on misaligned work is actually something that has been top of mind as I communicate in my spaces. I've talked to clients in the past couple of weeks about this topic. I've been interviewed about this topic, and when my friend, my new friend, Marlena and I started chatting about what our podcast interview could be about. It was very clear that God was speaking to her heart around the same thing because she was fresh off of a blog post and a conversation on this exact thing. So this episode is dedicated to any mom leader out there, any mom entrepreneur that is feeling like the work that they are currently doing is not aligned with what's in their heart to do. If you are currently spending time doing work that is not lighting you you up, it doesn't feel like it's the work that you've been created to do, or you feel like God is actually leading you in a completely different path, and you're like, I don't know how to stop what I'm currently doing in order to make room for the thing that I think is in my heart, this episode is is exactly for you. So I want you to um, take it all in. This might be something that you want to jot notes down. You know, I know we're not always in a position where we can write notes when we're listening to a podcast, but you may um, hear a couple of things that you need to capture in written format in order for you to remember them and to revisit them as you seek God on how they apply to your current situation. So before we jump in, I just want to give you a brief introduction of Marlena. Marlena Banks is the founder of Big Food Idea, a Christian media brand that produces faith-fueling content for entrepreneurs and creatives. She, or excuse me, since releasing the Big Idea Food Book, which is a down-to-earth devotional for entrepreneurs in 2018, she's continued to grow the brand's offering to include a weekly devotional newsletter edge snatching social media content, a growing membership community, and business coaching. So her ultimate mission is to elevate the influence of more Christian creators so that together we can positively impact our world at the level God intended. So I welcome you and invite you to or into this conversation with my new friend, Marlena Banks. You are listening to the Refreshed Moms podcast. This podcast is dedicated to all the moms out there who are leading, no matter what capacity you are showing up in leadership, whether you are an entrepreneur or a ministry leader, maybe you are homeschooling right now, or anything in between. However, you are leading as a woman and as a mom, I want to help you consistently nurture your faith, enjoy consistent opportunities for rest, and if you happen to be a business owner, generate consistent revenue. I'm Deanna Mason, your host, and I'm so glad to have you. Let's get started. Marlena, welcome to the Refresh Moms podcast. It is absolutely amazing to have you here. I am so happy to be here. I am very excited for this conversation. Hey, Refresh Moms community, (laughs) what's up? (laughs) All right. You know, know, I've said this a few times um, in my I don't know how many episodes I'm pushing a hundred episodes, but it's somewhere in these episodes that every now and then I meet somebody and it's like, I've, I've known this person 
<laughs> I, I, this is somebody that I've been friends with forever. I have not known Marlena for that long, but I have a client or a past client and a friend. She's also a sp- uh, speaker in the um, spiritual resume sabbatical, Brittany J. Turner. She knows me so well. She came across your account on Instagram and she direct messaged me one of your posts. And she's like, I'm just going to leave this here. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> just thought you want to see this, Deanna. And I, and I was like, okay, you know, and people do that to me all the time. You know, think they, things that they think I'm going to like. And it, it, you know, most times it are, it is things that, oh, this is great. This is cool. That was a great quote. That was a great thing. So I, you know, I saw it, I waited, you know, until I had some margin in my day to go click on it. And I clicked on it. I was like, wait a minute. I said, who is this woman? Who is she? I was like, I need to know her. And I direct message you. I was like, look, or commented or something. Look, I we got to talk. I don't I fell in love with your work immediately. It spoke to me immediately, which is like exactly what you want to happen when you're in a, when you're a business owner. You're wanting the people that belong to you to resonate with you quickly, right? And I was like, God, please don't let her be crazy because right now, <laughs> I absolutely love her. And I was like, can we just talk? And then, you know, we, I think we eventually talked and then you posted something else recently. And I was like, girl, if you don't get on my podcast. (laughs) I believe that was a subject line of your email to me. (laughs) Get on my podcast. We must have a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. We must talk. We must have conversations. And we literally, like, we just pressed record, you guys. We literally were like, what are we talking about? (laughs) I was like, oh, wait, you don't have nothing? You don't have God ain't speaking in your heart about something? (laughs) Who we just on faith today, okay? We on faith. We just knew we were going to talk. And I didn't really care. I was like, I'm sure there's something. And so we just kind of ripped a little bit. And then, okay, so this... It's, it's God what we're about to talk about because I literally just had this conversation with the client. What is today? Thursday. So maybe this was Monday. It was this week. I said it was last week when I was telling you, but I think it was this week about being misaligned in their business. And so this is a client that's about to launch a new service, a new business. And it's like they're at a crossroads. Like you get to choose this way or this way. And thank God she voxed me before she made this decision because it really could have been years of pain and turmoil if somebody didn't tell her to do what we're about to share with you today. Okay. So we're going to talk about um, being misaligned in your business. Okay. And we're just going to trust that the, those that are, are listening to this, either you absolutely need to hear this right now today. Maybe you are currently in a season of misalignment, haven't been able to name it, haven't been able to articulate why you're feeling the way you're feeling about your work, or you're about to make a decision that we're about to save you from yourself from. 
I just, this is so important. Something that I wish somebody would have told me years ago. And we're going to talk about it. So before we get into this conversation, Marlena, please introduce who you are. I've already shared with them um, in the introduction, raved about you there, (laughs) but can you share, introduce yourself, um, tell us about your work and your family, and then we're going to hop into it. Absolutely. I am happy to do that. My name is Marlena Banks. And um, as you've already found out at this point, I am the author of Big Idea Food, which is a weekly devotional for entrepreneurs, side hustlers, and dreamers. That's my claim to fame right now. Um, <laughs> that is why I am even here speaking with you today. And it it was and is a heart project that God had been doing in my world, in my spirit for a long time. And so releasing it and the impact that it has made in the lives of many entrepreneurs and creatives is beyond me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is, I, since launching the book, I have been uh, continuing to provide and create media that speaks to the Christian entrepreneur that nourishes the Christian entrepreneur. I'm on social. I am writing a newsletter to them every week. I am corralling us all together in this amazing, beautiful community space as well. Big Idea Food Tribe. And I am also coaching and working with one-on-one to help early stage founders, Christian founders, really get clear on what it is that they want, what it is God is asking them to do and build a, an effective <laughs> plan um, to, to make that happen and to build that business and to market it effectively and all those things. So that's what I do day in, day out. Uh, and I love it in terms of my family. I am a, uh, what am I? I'm a child of the most high. Okay. (laughs) I am a girlfriend. Uh, I am an auntie. I'm a sister. I'm a daughter. I love my family. I live here in Indianapolis, originally from Mm. Akron, Ohio. Shout out LeBron. That's the only (laughs) way people know Akron. (laughs) But I live in Indianapolis currently. And um, yeah. That is what I've got going on. Awesome. Okay. So I asked everybody about their rest at the top of each episode, because I believe that we can all glean from it when we are learning to prioritize this. Okay. So can you share one way you are enjoying rest right now? Absolutely. I am enjoying rest right now in Uh, I'm in a season. So I have been in a committed relationship for several years. My bae has relocated to a new city. We are looking to relocate. Um, But he has gone before me. And I, you know, there are expectations of us making things a little more official Mm -hmm. in the near future. But for now, I am really leaning into this season of although I'm in a committed relationship, I'm single, I'm enjoying my life. I'm, I am not that I haven't been enjoying it, but I'm leaning into more alone time. If that Mm. makes sense. I'm enjoying this space of just, I can't just go run and hang out with Bay right now. So I'm running and hanging out with me and it's a beautiful, wonderful thing. (laughs) And as I think about, you know, this may be the last season of my life that I have this opportunity to enjoy me and enjoy a feeling of singleness and 
all of that. So I am very much leaning into and embracing. I miss Bay <laughs> very mm-hmm. much, but I am also really enjoying this time and this space and this season. And I know that I need to be intentional about that right now. Yeah, that's a gift. I wouldn't even have, that wouldn't have been on my radar before I got married. I don't think I would have understood the value. No, I didn't understand the value of aloneness um, because I, there's no way I could forecast what life was going to feel like and look like once that was no longer my reality. Right. So that's a gift and it's a gift that you even recognize it. So bravo to you. <laughs> What's one way you wish you were enjoying rest right now? Girl, I need a massage. Okay. <laughs> I need a full body yeah. scalp to toe massage. Scalp. Yes. <laughs> okay. So we're going to make I, that happen very soon. But. I need one too. I'm a little scared because it's been so long. I feel like I'm going to, I'm not going to feel good afterwards. You know how sometimes you're, you're sore yeah. after a good one? Yeah. And it's like, I want to feel good but I don't want to feel sore, but I really need one, man. You can massage anything. I remember when, um, a friend of mine was going through her certification or she was in school to be a massage therapist. And so she had to do a number of like practice ones, I guess, in order to, you know, to move on to the, and so she asked me if I could be one of, there was a couple things that she was learning how to do. And one of them was like massaging, you guys can't see me, but like in the sinus area of the forehead. And she, that was one of the things she was learning to do. And so that woman started massaging in between my eyebrows. And I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, there's obviously tension there. Because that feels so good. It feels so good. Well, I need an eyebrow massage. Okay. Because when you said scalp, I'm like, no, for reals. Like, you, can, there's like other parts of your body that they can do. And, see, and so, but I don't even know what that was called. Somebody that's that's familiar with massage therapy would be able to tell me. But she had to, that was one of the things she was learning to do. And she had to get mm-hmm. a certain amount of those in in order for her to move on to the next whatever thing she had to do in her um, course. But I'm telling you, I was like, I don't know what you're doing, but that feels absolutely. I said, whatever you were supposed to learn, you have learned it. That's what I told her. I said, you pass. (laughs) You pass. (laughs) Anyway. All right. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to get into this topic of the feeling of misalignment in your business. This is going to be such a rich conversation. I really... I'm so excited to have it and have it in rec- have it recorded. Um, and we're going to jump in in just a moment. Okay, we're going to hop back into this episode in just a minute, but I wanted to talk to you about my starter kit. Did you know I had a Refreshed Moms starter kit? <laughs> well, if you didn't know, I do. I have a starter kit. Deanna, what do you help us start? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> my starter kit helps you jumpstart making a rest plan for yourself. So rest is so much more than sleep, but that is usually our default. When it's time to rest, we equate that to stopping and um, sitting still or getting more sleep. That is like the traditional way we think of rest, but there are so many other things that contribute to our feelings of refreshment. And 
the Refresh Mom Starter Kit is going to take you through the seven ways we as humans enjoy rest. All right. And I put them all together in these bite-sized videos. They're like three minutes each. It takes you about 30 minutes or so to get through all of them, but you're going to be able to identify the types of rest that you enjoy, as well as the types of rest that you are in deficits in, in order for you to be very strategic and intentional about inserting that type of rest into the time that you have to do so. All right. So this is why we can spend like two days or three days sleeping. And then we hop into work the next day and we're like, I feel like I didn't get any sleep or I still feel exhausted because maybe physical rest is not what you needed. Maybe you needed creative rest, or maybe you need some sensory rest, or maybe there's social rest that was necessary in order for you to walk into the new week feeling refreshed. All right. I want to help you identify where you're not receiving um, the exact types of rest that your body and your emotions and your mental capacity, your spirit needs so that you can be very targeted and strategic about inserting rest into your life. So in the mini course, I'm going to take you through those short videos on um, the seven ways of resting. You're also going to have access to um, a meditation to insert throughout your day. My graceful transitions meditation is in there. If you're needing to transition from work to family in a way that allows you to be present for your kids when you're finished working, that meditation is available to you in the starter kit. And I have my rest needs quiz. This has become a favorite amongst my people. All right. So the refresh, the rest needs quiz, what you're going to do is actually take the very short quiz and it's going to tell you where the deficits are. All right. I encourage you to take that quiz before you watch the videos, because as you're watching the videos, you can match that type of rest in the suggestions I'm giving on how to enjoy that type of rest. You can say, okay, my deficits are here and based on this video, inserting these things will help me fill those deficits. Okay. So I think you're going to love it. You can grab it in the show notes as always, or you can just go to deannamason.com forward slash make a rest plan. deannamason.com forward slash make a rest plan. And that is it. I hope to see you in there. And even more so, I hope that you are going to feel equipped in more um, able to target the type of rest that you need and on the other side of that, feel refreshed. All right, let's hop back into this episode. Okay, let's talk about this. I shouldn't even be excited about this because <laughs> I, I'm excited because I feel like we're going to set some people free. That's why I'm excited. Yes. But we're going to talk about feeling misaligned in business. I've had this, I literally recorded my story of misalignment with my friend, Dana, um, mall staff of boss mom. Um, I believe that episode, um, it should be published. So go check out the boss mom podcast. It should be out there. It's, the, it's my latest episode. I've been on the podcast more than one time, but I share my story of misalignment and how I realign myself with the work that I really felt like God was asking of me to do. And when I look back at my years of, I'm not going to say the time was wasted, but when I look back at what I built versus what was in my heart, there is like, cause, cause it's almost like, I felt like I knew better, but I still, you know, I, 
I didn't do what was in my heart. Mm. I, I allowed myself to um, let other voices convince me to do something else. All right. Which caused me to have at least a two year period of time of a misaligned business. Okay. So one of the things I was taught from people that are much smarter than me have businesses much bigger than mine. Early on in my business, I would hear over and over that you want to listen to your ideal customer (laughs) or your audience and what they are saying they want, how they're saying they want to be helped. That is the business that you build. Okay. So my first question to you is what are some of the dangers you have identified in that advice? Well, (laughs) where do we begin with that advice? Let me qualify this by first saying that I am a marketer and advertising like geek Mm -hmm. through and through. So I strongly value the, the, the guidance and direction that we can get from our customers. We have to know our customers Mm -hmm. inside and out in order to really develop products that are, um, you know, what they, what they really want and that are Mm going to sell. Right. So trust me when I say I I value that advice, but (laughs) that's my marketer brain, right. As a Christian business owner, as, as someone who knows and is intimate with the Lord. Okay. There is this other level of there's, there are these other things that are operating besides mm-hmm. what the market is saying. There is your purpose. There is what God sees and knows, right? <clears throat> um, and, and then beyond that, there's you, mm-hmm. right? There's what brings you joy. There's what lights you up. There's what is your most genius space <laughs> to play in, right? Yeah. And so we've got all these factors floating around. And so when we only, I, I hear that advice all the time. What are your, what are your customers asking you? Post a, something in your stories and ask them what they want from you. And then just do that. Mm-hmm. Sure. You can, you can start there, but what, what you will soon find is it's, it's going to likely rub up against, unless you get lucky, it's going to likely rub up against one of those other areas, either your own personal joy or what God is really calling and nudging you to do, what's mm-hmm. really in your heart and your spirit. And I have talked to, I mean, I can talk about my own. There's so many things I could talk about, <laughs> Deanna, but what's coming to mind right now is um, having, I've, I work with early stage Christian founders um, and I spent a period of time interviewing several. I, when COVID hit and all that craziness mm-hmm. hit, like I just felt led to just talk to us and I had like 40 conversations with early you know Christian founders Mm -hmm. and Deanna the common thread with everyone was they had this thing that they really wanted to do but they had this other thing that they felt like was the smart thing to do or the thing they had to do and what was crazy is every one of them most of them the majority of them they're making less than $1,000 a month in their business, doing the thing that they really hate, to be honest. Hmm. So I'm just over here like, if you're going to be broke anyway. (laughs) Say it out loud. 
say this out loud. Rather be broke doing my purpose work, doing work that brings me joy day in and day out, than be broke trying to create the smart thing or the thing that my customers said they wanted. Right? I mean, doesn't that it just it just really <laughs> I'm writing it down because I'm gonna quote you. That's why I'm like, I'd rather be broke. <laughs> doing my purpose work, okay? Doing the thing that brings me the most joy than being broke doing something else. And so that is what, you know, I think that we have to sometimes just step outside of the noise, right? We have to step, that's how we get into that misalignment space um, is our our customers are, they're they're gonna be talking all the time. And I liken it to, this is what I, I literally just had a conversation, a session with a client yesterday and she's struggling with that. She's in that misaligned space because mm-hmm. for the last two years in her business, she has been reacting to what her customers have said they wanted. Oh, y'all want this? Cool. I'm gonna make that cool. Y'all want this? All right. I'm gonna go ahead and, and pr- provide that for you guys. And it's been two, three years of this. And mm-hmm. she's in a space now where I'm I'm providing all these things and y'all were hype about it when I started, but now you have moved on. And and I I liken it to a short attention span of a baby. Your customers are like, and I don't mean to degrade our customers. Don't get me wrong when I say that. But what I'm really saying is we are often making decisions out of like just our fancies, right? Squirrel. What is that? Ooh, I want that. Ooh, I want that. Mm -hmm. And that is not... a foundation to build a business around. No, it's not. It absolutely isn't. Um, (laughs) There's a difference between people cheering your work on and people paying for your work. Completely different. Say that again. There's (laughs) a difference (laughs) between people cheering for your work and paying for your work. We have been focusing on measures of validation that don't convert financially. Okay. And I, this thing of, okay, so if that's the case, let me at least bumble around and figure the things out in my heart, the stuff that I really want to do, instead of trying to figure out in a space that um, I'm not enjoying my work, right? Now, something else that is dangerous, I will say this. Sometimes you are getting paid well doing something you hate. Absolutely. That is a thing. Because that's that's how I got misaligned. Now, I I love business coaching. I do. I'm like you. Marketing geeks me out. I'm a really good marketer. I, I really am. It's just not, when I say it, I always have to say, have to qualify. I'm not being arrogant. This is just me leaning into a gift that God has given me. And I've recognized this is something I'm really good at. Doesn't necessarily mean it's something that I should be monetizing. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's something that the way that gift is going to be used is going to be directly tied to converting financially. It's God's gift. He didn't say, I gave this to you so you can make a whole lot of money as a business coach. He just gave it to me, right? 
and it's up to me to submit it to him. And how do you want to use this? I got a um, text this past Sunday um, from, let's just say a ministry leader who is pulling a team together to create a plan for, from what I think I understood from the text is um, this particular church is, has outgrown its current um, facility and they are in dire need of relocation in order to be able to hold their current, you know, needs to serve people. And they invited me to be a part of the team to work out the plan for the fund. Cause I think they found the location and now it's like, okay, now we got to put the plan together to get us there. And part of it is the fundraising and the finances. This is not something I'm going to be compensated for. And this is not something that I even had to say yes to, but they were like, I just really feel like you have a, a, a skill set that could contribute to this team. Yes, I I do, right? Yes, I do. <laughs> and it's like, that is, I submit that, that gift to the father and ask him, Is would you like to use this here? Would you like for me to, you know, I check in with him to see, is this where you want me to pour this because you gave it to me, right? Does that mean that this is something that I necessarily should be getting paid to do? That's part of some of the problems. So we got the problem of I'm doing something that I can't stand and ain't paying me nothing. Then you got the, I'm getting paid a whole lot doing the exact wrong thing. Both of those are misaligned. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sorry, I just... Let me hop off my soapbox. All right. I I get so passionate about this because for those of you, us that, that share our faith, it's like your business and your career belong to God. They both, they just belong to him. We've got to be willing to submit what that looks like and what that needs to be to him without chasing the money. And sometimes when I say that, I'm going to ask you what you've seen with this. When you say when they when people hear me say that, this is I'm speculating. I don't know if this is what people actually think. But I feel like a couple things happen. They assume that, well, you must not be making any money to say a statement like that. Or they feel like if I lean into that, I'm not going to make any money. What are your thoughts? <laughs> what are your thoughts around that? No, I'm over here listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And again, for those of us who share our faith, who are listening, um, there is. <sighs> your time and your life is worth so much more than the dollars that people pay you not to minimize the dollars because we need the coin we need we need them both and I think that's what I'm gonna say is we don't have to choose between one or the other Mm-mm. we don't have to and and so to the person who thinks I can't make money doing the thing that God girl <laughs> try it 
I'm telling you when you, and that is, that's the thing. I'm a witness. I am a witness to that because when I, I started out in graphic design, I, that's where I started my side hmm. hustle after graduating college. I was a graphic designer uh, helping, you know, mom and pop people just starting their businesses, develop brands and identity. And that was a beautiful place. I loved it for a while, but then um, it got old. I got kind of got, got kind of tired of it. Started looking into a new avenue of business. I wanted to try something else. I had been exposed to the startup world, and I was just like, "Oh, I'm gonna make this dope startup! Like, ah, I'm gonna be million dollar, all this stuff." Yeah. And in the process of researching and looking into and exploring what ideas I could pursue. I found myself lacking. I needed this for that business. I still needed a degree for that, whatever the case. And eventually, and I don't remember how it happened, but God sat me down and was like, what do you have that you can use that's already in your hands? Mm -hmm. And that's when I spent some time. And when I came, what I came up with was, well, God, I am gifted in teaching the Bible. Like that is my, probably my highest gifting, Mm. but I was like, I can't build a business around that. Like I'm happy to, you know, minister to your good people. Good Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, with this (laughs) gift that you've given me to like break down the Bible, make it plain, make it relevant, you know, to the culture. Yeah. I will do that all day long in youth group for you. dear Lord. And It wasn't too long after, you know, we, I'm wrestling with this, that the idea for my book came about. And sis, like, I never even saw the possibilities, even financially, of writing this book. I just knew that I had to do it when he Mm -hmm. revealed it to me. And it required me to say yes when I didn't know that there could be profitability after, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm a marketer. I know how to position a product and all of that stuff. So great, but it's a book. Like, what can I do with that? At this point, I'm not, I'm, I was a designer. I wasn't in this world of coaching in this world of, you know, courses, all of that. So none of that was really privy to me. So I'm just in a place where I'm saying yes to this unction in my spirit to write this thing. And I don't know what's going to happen next. So when I say I'm a witness, I really am a witness that you may not be able to see a pathway to your wealthy place yeah. with that heart project thing that you are feeling a pull to create or to do. But I'm telling you, once you take a step in the yeah. direction, God is going to show you. He's going to yeah. reveal it. He's going to open it up, but he needs you to commit to it first. Yeah. I'm not going to show you all the things <laughs> just yet, right? You don't need to see all the things if you ain't going to commit. What's the mm-hmm. point? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, like I said, we can have it all. We don't have to choose between purpose and heart and money and it's just a matter of your own mindset do are you going to embrace an abundant mindset that says I can have it all or are you going to lean into that scarcity mindset that says these are my limits and so I have to choose yeah yeah the 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 wealth building is directly tied to your obedience 
And the thing is, and quite frankly, your wealth, wherever the wealth is going to be built, it don't even necessarily have to be tied to your work. God is not like, okay, if you do this, I'm going to allow this business to bring a million dollars in. He was like, well, what if I want to bring a million dollars to you a completely different way? Do you know what I'm saying? He's like, I I just need your obedience. I need you to trust. I need you to lean completely in. You don't have to see the, the end from the beginning. I just need you to take the step and trust that my provision and my wisdom and all those things are tied to your obedience. And it doesn't necessarily have to come through your business as far as like what you are hoping for and praying for. God is like, I can do that, but there's like, it's, it's tied to you obeying me and trusting me here, but there's something else going on simultaneously that will impact your fine, you financially. You just can't see how they're all connected yet. And that's the, that's the walk of faith. It's like, I, I would much rather um, obey and be broke, just like you said, than chase um, activities that I think are going to be wealth building, um, but are not tied to my obedience. I, that I, I don't want to be a millionaire if I'm in disobedience. Yeah. I don't want millions of dollars if I'm not in God's plan. Yeah. That's dangerous anyway, right? But it's like I don't I don't want it if it's not you. So I want you, if you're telling me to do this, if this is what you've put in my heart to do, I'm just going to do it. I don't have to know how. This was like me wrestling when God was, I feel like God was like calling me back into more ministry, focused work, um, sharing my faith a lot more openly in my work, embracing the parts of me that were tied to teaching the word. And, you know, I had like tucked all that stuff away. I was like, this is, you know, that's not me anymore. (laughs) I had tucked it all away and just felt like he was guiding me back into centering my work around helping other women connect to him. Mm -hmm. And, um, my, um, I mentioned her before my friend Dana has been whispering in my ear for over a year to release that business coaching part of me that I had been doing for so long and make room for this thing that was in my heart. And only because I kept telling her, I don't want to do this anymore. At least not this way. I, you know, I, I do it a different way, but I didn't want to do it. That's not how I wanted to spend all my time. If I was going to spend time fanning the flames of marketing, I wanted it to be around the thing that I was really lit up about. Right. And, um, I finally just let it go. I was like, I'm just going to see what happens. And when I let it go, <laughs> the the way that I desire to coach, which I have a desire to coach, um, which I didn't know I li- liked it until the door opened once I let it go. Once I let it go, I had a friend reach out to me and say, Deanna, will you come and be a coach in my cohort? It's a three-month cohort. I got paid extremely well to do it. I got paid to do that just as much as it was going to what I would have gotten paid if I brought on a client. 
And I was like, this is the stuff right here. It was like, I was like, whoa, wait a minute now. I don't have to create any courses. I don't have to do any marketing. All I got to do is show up and you can pay me how much? (laughs) I was like, let's see what this feels like. And I was like, man, this feels amazing. I like this. I like this. How can I get more of this in my life? And then while I was doing that, before I wrap that up, Dana and me started talking about me being a coach in her space. And we were talking about, you know, what would that look like, Deanna? You know, what would you want to be compensated? And I was like, all I have is this particular thing that I'm doing right now. I don't have any measure of what to pay me. I was like, this is what I'm getting paid over here. And she was like, done. And I was like, what? (laughs) She's like, that's fair to me. And I was like, okay, so God just literally took that. He just took it. He's like, all right, now your coaching stuff got you. You got your coaching the way that you want to coach. Now, what are you going to do? Now, what are you going to do? I was like, I'm going to build this thing that you put in my heart. So he answered my financial needs in a completely different way, in a completely different container, completely different look absolutely perfect for the way I want to work. (laughs) And then said, now are you going to do the thing that I put in your heart three years ago to do? Mm -hmm. And I was like, let's go, let's go. And that's how I created this mini sabbatical experience. I want women to give themselves permission to leave their work and kids in order to rest and connect with God. That is my heart's desire. You are being called to leadership. Women are leaders. God is calling them into leadership in many different ways. And the only way we can sustain leadership while we are parenting, especially, is if we stay connected with him, to him, and give ourselves permission to rest. That's it. You can't do it without resting him. You can't do it. And I was like, I want to build something. I don't even know the end from the beginning. The first thing I have is this mini sabbatical experience. I don't know how God's going to breathe on it. I don't know what else is going to come of it. But I was like, this right here is where I'm starting. And it feels perfect. It feels perfect. Um, I got a question. Um, We talked about this earlier but I kind of, I feel like I want to um, help people that I feel like people may still be struggling around this. So what do we do when we, when our audience is being really, really clear about what they're wanting from us and what our heart is saying? So let's say we're at that crossroads. We've done our research. Our audience has told us, this is what we want from you. That's what happened with me. Well, can you show us how to homeschool and run a business at the same time? That's what people wanted from me when I first started with Refresh Moms. Sure, I'll do that. And that's how I created a business. What do you do when your audience is telling you what they want and how they're wanting to be served? And it's not exactly what's in your heart. What does one do? What does one do? Well, this happened to me. Uh, as well when I you know being an author after launching the book naturally people want to come to me for book coaching how do I do what you did how do I repeat your process 
and mm. started giving the people like y'all want book coaching got you um and eventually that wore out right so when you're asking you know what do you do to the person who you are clear that you have a heart thing you know what it is you're you're not even trying to figure out what it is you mm. already like if i were to ask you right now what's the thing that you feel like you're being nudged to do right now you yeah <laughs> yeah and so I, and I think we've touched on this, but you have to, you have to go, you have to do the hard thing. The hard thing, there's, I feel like the hard thing, there's so much wrapped up into it that you can't even see right now that it doesn't. And that's why it doesn't make sense. And that's why you're wrestling with it. But the thing is, God knows what's to come. God knows, <laughs> I mean, eons and eons ahead of where we are right near right now light years ahead so even though maybe your customer has a keen understanding of what they want right now in this moment god knows what they need down the Mm. line that he's already placed inside of you to give them if you would just do that thing right and so eventually what's going to happen is that you're gonna they, they your customers you know, and I like, like I said earlier, that, that, that baby <laughs> mentality, right. Where it's like, I know that this is something that I think I want. Right. And if I get it, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to probably pay for it. But when you present to them that thing that they wasn't even on their radar, but it's the thing that they need, they're going to know, they're going to know mm-hmm. it immediately because they're, they may be craving that thing, but they just haven't been able to articulate it yet. They haven't seen it to want it but you are there to present it before them if you would just do it. So, and, and, and obviously we can take what they're t- telling us and we can start to craft, right. Our language around some of that, just to speak to some of those pain points. Right. But create the thing, present the thing. They are likely craving the thing and you don't even realize it yet. And they don't realize it yet. And when you put it out there, when I, if I had a listen to Before I launched my book, this book, mind you, I mean, I've sold um, over a thousand copies at this point. I'm working on my thousands. But uh, when I, before I launched it, I did market research. Again, marketer through and through. I'm going to do market research before I launch anything. And I, you know, when you're doing market research, you're asking your customers questions around, you know, you're not telling them the thing, but you're, you're, you're kind of asking to kind of get. Yes. Yes. And. I nudged and poked and prodded and what nobody checking for devotional for entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Nobody was checking for it. If I had listened <laughs> to what my customers told me in my formal market research, I wouldn't be here talking to you right now. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have hundreds of testimonials of people saying and thousands of book and sales, thousands of book sales and people telling me, Oh my God, I have been needing this. I have been praying for something like this and I didn't know what to pray for, but I just needed help figuring, you know, connecting God and business in a way that like made sense with my faith. And that spoke to me in a modern language and not some stuffy old ladies language. Right. And if I'm telling you, if, if there's the, I believe that ideas come, I believe that, 
that the, those passions come, they, they are living and breathing entities. And I believe they have a purpose, right? I look at them just like a person, right? Like if you have an idea in your heart, it's a, it's a, it's alive and it needs to be nurtured and, and, and allowed to grow up, but it has a purpose. There's, there's people that need to be connected to it. And so it's like, are you going to abort that thing? Are you going to, or are you going to allow it to like come out and and live in this world? Mm. So I'm not trying to get all woo woo on y'all, but that's not woo woo. It's not, it's not, but that's, that is how I see it. It's not there for just GP, right? right? It's not even there for you. I mean, you're going to get, you know, the blessing, right? Overflow right. that comes out of right. you being obedient, um, which I want. Ooh, anyway, but it's not for you. It's not even for you. It's for them. It's and not so, even for you. Like, let's just, just think about that. It's There's not even for you. Which, who needs it. which is what I want to, I'm going to speak into what you said, which speaks now into the marketing. So what, especially those of us that are doing um, work that's tied to ministry, like Bible teaching and things like that, um, which I have women in my community that are ministry leaders or teachers and the things that they offer are around um, Bible topics they struggle a lot with the monetization of stuff like that because it, it makes they feel like they're selling God or you know whatever. Which I'm sure you can talk about that because you have a devotional book that you're selling. And so I um, even this week had a client who I was giving her some. We were coaching around email marketing, which I'm a big advocate of. This is a rabbit trail, y'all. Get get an email service provider. I'm going to recommend ConvertKit or ActiveCampaign. Get something. Get something. If you don't have it, get something and start learning about email marketing. Just email me if you don't even know where to start. Look, I'm going to tell you how I will tell you where to start. Okay. I'm just trying to tell you, please, for the love. All right. And so we're talking about email marketing. And I'm letting her know this is how we're going to set this up. And for her, it was like, well, I don't want, you know, I currently send out um, a newsletter once a month. I don't want um, people to feel overwhelmed by the amount of emails. And, you know, she was just, I can tell she was having a hard time leaning into the approach that I was telling her, which I am not one that sends tons of emails, but I am a a 100% believer in nurturing your email list in specific ways. All right. And I was like, well, what are you what are you wanting to do? You're wanting more opportunities to get booked for your speaking. Yes? Yes, I do. Would you rather send out your monthly newsletter and keep a whole bunch of people on your list without offending them by sending too many emails, which if that's your reasoning, they're going to they're going to unsubscribe if I send them more than the one a month, right? And zero of them are booking you. Or do you want to have a list full of people that actually are interested in booking you? That actually click on your stuff to figure out how to book you? It's just, I want that. I was like, so what I'm teaching you is marketing. I'm teaching you marketing, right? We have the things that are in our heart things that God is telling us to do, but there is a part 
of expanding your reach in order to get people in front of that thing. It rarely happens by osmosis. All right. It doesn't just, they will not happen. They will not just come. All right. You writing a book and posting it on your Facebook timeline saying it's out and everybody, your family, your cousins, and your few friends are saying, woohoo, congratulations. And nobody buys it because first of all, they're not the people you wrote it for in the first place. Second of all, Jesus couldn't even minister to his own hometown. All right. You've got to get it in front of the people you actually wrote it for. That is called marketing. And most people that have businesses are very, very good at the thing that they have decided to serve around. Their skill set and expertise is usually never in question. The content of what they're selling is usually never in question, but you don't know how to market, which why would you if you haven't learned how? This is why people like me and Marlena exist because we know we, we actually have been educated on marketing. We know how it works. The formulas are the same. It's, 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 it's like, it's, it's really plug and play when you learn marketing and take the time to understand how to communicate this beautiful thing that you built to the right people. You've got to learn that. You've got to give yourself time to learn that. If you're wanting to sell the thing that you're created, if you want it, if you're wanting to convert financially around the thing that you've been passionate about putting out there, then you've got to be okay with leaning into marketing. All right. That's a completely other podcast episode. That just, was for free. That was for free. <laughs> All right. So I just want to make sure you're clear that what we're not talking about is building something and just letting it, oh, I've built my passion thing. Now I'm just going to let the winds of the Holy Spirit carry it to. <laughs> That's not what we're saying. We're saying obey God and learn how to market the thing that you've obeyed him around. I, that's what I'm saying. Period. And if, do you believe in your products? Is it going to help someone if they find out about it? Is it going to bring transformation in their lives? Is it going to make their life better, their marriage better, whatever better? Do you believe that? Because if you don't believe that, why did you even create this thing? But if you do, if you do believe that, then believe in it enough to tell more people about it. If they don't find out about it from you or someone else, they're not going to find out about it and they're not going to get the value that is in it for them. Period. When I I have people, I mean, my book has been out since 2018. So in my mind, a devotional for entrepreneurs, that's old news, right? I still have people to this very day like, oh my gosh, I never even knew like a devotional for entrepreneurs even existed. I didn't know. Exactly. And it blows. I am like, how? Like, this is like old news. And I didn't no, know. it's old to me. But there is value in that thing that you created that I mean, and I, I encourage you to do this since we're on this rabbit trail. Anyway, I'm gonna just we gonna lean into it for just another second. But try this exercise out. And this may be difficult depending on who your target audience is. But I dare you. You who has a product that is amazing and wonderful and you know it's, it's a great idea. I dare you to, to take a second um, to find out how many people exist in the United States who fit your target customer demographic. 
Go online, go to Pew Research, whatever, Google, you know, moms with uh, children with autism in the United States. How many of them are there? Find out. When I did this, I, 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 you know, I'm a coach, but I also get coached as well. My business coach encouraged me to do this exercise. Game changing. Because when I did this exercise, I looked up, I researched Black women entrepreneurs, millennial Black women entrepreneurs in the United States. Hmm. Actually, no, it was just Black women. I, I didn't do the millennial. So I just looked up Black women. And it took a little bit, it took a little time to like pour through the research and right, look right, right. at it. But when I, when I landed on a number, it was 2 million. Yeah. 2 million who fit the profile of people who need this product. Mm-hmm. And that blew my mind. And when I look at my book sales are a thousand, that's a drop in the bucket of the number of people who need it. And when I'm thinking about when every time someone new finds out about this piece of work, they're just like, thank you. Thank you for creating this. I'm so glad I found out. Two, it's, it's, it's two million more people need to find out about it. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee there is an audience for you as well. And when you realize the expansiveness of it I hope that that will light a fire under your butt mm-hmm. <laughs> to like get it out there because that if there's two million two million people out there with your pain point that your product solves for them I mean why are you gonna just hold the bomb in your hands that they need and not get it to them that to me and I don't and I'm not trying to put anyone down right the, we are just we working we, we growing we are figuring out mm-hmm. our life right but it is, it, it is a, it's almost a selfish mentality, right? Like I'm too afraid to tell people about the healing help that I have for mm-hmm. them. So I'm not going to do it. I think the struggle is for um, Christian entrepreneurs is the feeling that I am self-promoting myself. I am putting myself in the center instead of putting God in the center. I think that's the struggle that I see women bumping up against, which I get that. Um, but you're not promoting yourself. You're promoting your work. It you're really is different. That yes. That is going to help people in the center. If your mind is right about it, you're helping them with something that they need. Right. And the only way they're going to know that you have help for them is if you tell them about it, yeah. that's really the way you have to see it. It's not you blowing your own horn. That is not what's happening. Let me just please eliminate that out of your brain. You are not self-promoting. You do whatever work you have to do with God to um, deal with self-ambition. You know, everybody has work to do. If you're like me and have goals and have dreams, I have to consistently submit. I want to see and what I want to happen to, well, God, what do you want to see? And what do you want to happen? That is a consistent walk. I ain't going to act like it's not. All right. But I'm specifically talking about sharing your work with people, sharing how you help people with whatever the thing is you help them with. Nobody will know that you have it for them if you don't tell them about it. All right. Last thing I want to say where I get off. Last thing I want to ask is, okay, so let's say somebody's listening to this and they're like, okay, I'm 100% misaligned. I'm 100% doing something that I don't want to do. I don't like it. It's not the thing that I feel like I was supposed to do, but it was the thing that paid the bills, right? (laughs) Or maybe it's not paying the bills, (laughs) but it was the thing that I thought would be the, I hear this a lot when I get, when I'm on discovery calls, 
I wanted, I want to do the thing that is the fastest to monetization. And once I monetize that, that's going to fund my passion. Yep. You hear that? Don't you hear that a lot? Exactly it. Exactly (laughs) the same thing I hear. I'm going to do this thing because this thing is going to pay me the fastest. And once I have the money coming in around this thing, I'm going to use that to fund my passion work. Okay. Now you're stuck. Now you're doing something that's not yet paying you what you thought it was going to be paying you. And you're unhappy. You don't want to do it anymore, but you don't know how to back out of it. Okay. So how do we get ourselves back into alignment? Let's close here. Hmm. Oh, I found myself in this place um, late last year. Um, well, even before that. I'm not going to go into the story because we're closing, but (laughs) my number one way to kind of, you need to reset. You need to reset. And my number one suggestion for resetting is you may have to shut some things down for a bit. And I, and that may be difficult depending on what you're doing. But it, and even if you can't shut it down, you need to shut your own. You need to rest. What you need to do is go to Deanna's sabbatical. <laughs> Let's just, I'm not this. I'm not being paid <laughs> to say this, but in my own experience, that is what I had to do. I had to literally just put everything down. I had to put all the toys down, and I had to go to God and be quiet. And just wait on him. Yeah. Speak to him. Talk to him. Pray. And in that time is where, you know, when we are just running that race, right? And you have that, you know that that feeling is there of what you should be doing. You know you're out of alignment. Mm -hmm. You know you are, but you're running so fast that you're like, I just can't pay attention to it right now. And meanwhile, it's like, getting louder and louder. Um, so, so you have to quiet out the noise and you have to c- get quiet with God, come up, you know, to that bird's eye level right now you're in the weeds. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm telling you, when you come up to that bird's eye level and you see what you're doing, you see the reality of it. You see the reality of, of what you could be doing and should be doing. Um, it, it's going to become a little bit easier to make the decisions that you need to make. Um, but you can't do it while your brain, your schedule, your life is, is too full. Mm -hmm. You got to slow down. You got to slow down to hear, to get in touch. Uh, I'm going to also say this because this was so valuable to me when, because when you get to the point where you're just sick and tired of being sick and tired, like I got to change, I got to. I got to go in a different direction. And one of my biggest things was, well, I, I, I felt stuck because I'm like, well, this is what pays my bills. This is what pays my team. This is, I can't just, you know, I didn't, I didn't feel like I could just stop. Right. And it was very scary. The biggest thing that helped me was working with the coach. Yeah. I'm telling you, if you were like, I need to stop doing this thing and I need to, transition into this new thing do not do that alone a coach will give you the wisdom 
to back out of one and make room for the other, especially if you're working with someone that's very like my, you know, the people that listen to me, their mothers, you don't have a whole lot of time. It's like, if I'm already working 20 hours a week and you're going to say, well, you got to put in an extra 15 to transition. You're already like, I don't even have an extra, right? You got to work with somebody that's going to help you pace that, that, that realignment. Um, And the second thing is piggybacking off of what you just said is you're going to need to get quiet before God, because there are answers waiting for you provision waiting for you that you can't see because I, I would have never anticipated the, like the income that that three month cohort brought in for me, gave me enough margin to be able to be creative, be in a creative space around what I was trying to transition into. Cause I didn't have to worry about bringing in another client. I didn't have to worry about it. It was like, okay, this is a three month income thing. I'm going to spend these three months not marketing my business coaching, just getting with God around this new thing, right? It gave me what I needed financially to keep my bills paid and to have more time in my calendar, in my, in my day to consider what a mini sabbatical even was, right? I didn't foresee that. I didn't go after that. It, God brought that to me. <laughs> um, so you're wanting to connect with God because he will, your prayer and connection with God is where wisdom and guidance and provision is. Yeah. All right. But what I don't want you to feel like is, cause you're not, cause it's not true that you're stuck. Well, this is, this thing pays for my children's school. If I stop this, then how do I pay for private school or how do I pay for this school? Right. That's what, these are real questions. So how do I pay for the childcare or whatever it is? All right. So this is something you got to take before God. And I highly, 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 I want to tell you to go to Marlena because I can only take one client at a time right now. <laughs> Come on over. Let's I'll talk to Marlena. I'm just saying (laughs) I am transitioning out of many clients to just one. And, and I also believe that business coaching, especially because I know how much business coaching costs when you invest into a good coach is for a specific type of person that needs a specific need. Mm -hmm. And if I know some, if I, if I, somebody comes to me and I'm like, you, what you really need is a membership. You don't need coaching. Cause I'm going to actually, I'm going to actually invest significantly into a coaching package. Right. It's for specific needs. This is one of those things. <laughs> okay. This is one of those things where I'm like, no, you need to, you need to go ahead and get some help because it's a, it's, it's a thing to turn that ship once is once you identify that it needs to be turned. So I got all of her information in the show notes. Go find Marlene. <laughs> <laughs> Go yes. find Marlena. Get in the world. Tell us really quickly about your um devotional book and how we can find it. Yes, uh, Big Idea Food. Big Idea Food. You can find it at bigideafood.com. I would love to send you a copy there. Uh, when you purchase from my website, bigideafood.com, you also get a PDF version of the book, so you can literally download it right after your purchase. Yep. And that's start. what I did. <laughs> getting into it uh but yes it's it's a it's a wonderful book it's a beautiful way to just connect with god really quickly the devotions are short simple to the point uh one page 
Yeah. And you are able to just just connect with God and get your mind right and be, get your faith up. Yeah. Um, that's what we need is, is our faith to rise. So yes, I would love to support you. Absolutely go and buy that book. And then you can learn all the other things I, I have to offer you, including both coaching and a membership that will serve and support your pivots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go find her, you guys. I'm serious. Go find her. Um, especially if this is the need that you have, you're feeling misaligned and you need to back out in order to make room for what God is asking you. Hire a coach. I'm trying to tell you. Okay. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much, Marlena, for this. I knew this was going to be something I thought was amazing. So thank you for um, spending some time with me this morning. And I look forward to our continued connection. Continued connection. such a pleasure thank you thank you for listening to the refreshed moms podcast hey if you're a fan of this podcast i'd love it if you can leave a star rating and review this helps put me in front of more beautiful women just like you so before you hop off stop by and click a star rating and leave a review don't forget Find me on Facebook and Instagram at Refresh Moms to receive your daily dose of refreshment. Let's connect again soon, all right? Bye for now.